Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy. We thank you for being able to come together in your house, for being able to join corporately in worship and bring thanksgiving before you. Lord, we lift up our hearts to you that they would be open and receptive, that our hearts would be softened, that our ears would be open, and that we would hear your truth this morning. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. There's something I really like about going through the Word of God together every Sunday morning. It reminds me of when Moses gave the law to his people, and everybody assembled together, and they were all there, and they were listening. Now, I can't imagine hearing all of the Old Testament law at once. I feel like that would have been like drinking from a fire hydrant. But going through a psalm together, I think, is just a beautiful thing to do. Uh, And so I'm excited to go through Psalm 8 with you guys this morning. Let's dig into it, maybe, if I can. Yeah, beautiful, thank you. It says, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set into place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him ruler over the works of your hands, You have put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds in the air and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. May God add his blessing as we continue in praise and worship. You can scoot, you can boogie. Yeah, I mean, you can go off to kids' church, whatever you want me to call it. Yeah. I'm glad he knows where to go. I'm glad he's having fun. And I'm glad he didn't get majorly hurt on the bounce house. Uh, yeah, oh, man. I, I was watching the bounce house kind of from a distance because you didn't want to watch too close. <laughs> There were kids who were, they were having a blast in there, but it was like a little gladiator arena that was inflatable. Um, But they had a blast, and that's what's important, and nobody got hurt. Uh, Yeah. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the love that you have for us, for the fact that we can just come together and praise your name. We thank you that you welcome us with open arms. And we thank you that you are truly all that we need. 
In the precious and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. I really want to encourage you guys to make sure on your way out of here that you grab one of those little devotional books that Ike had up here. Did you take it with you, Ike? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. I was, oh, thanks, Amanda. Yeah. These bad boys. Whoops. Right here. So uh, they are at the table by the cross in the narthex. And there is 31 devotions here. Or no, 30, because 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Yeah, ha, wow. I know my calendar. Uh, so there's 30 devotions in there, one for each day of the month, uh, starting tomorrow, as tomorrow is the first. Uh, and about half of them are written by you guys and myself and Pastor Dan. And the other half are like, do your own devotions. So there's a little snippet. And then there's four questions for you to reflect on and write little notes on. And there's a notes section in the back for any other notes uh, that you can't fit in the margins and stuff. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I'm excited. Uh, Jen and I worked pretty hard to get the, the layout figured out because printing those things is more complicated than you might think. Because uh, it's got to be stapled like a booklet. And when you do that, that means the pages are all in a weird order from front and back. And, but we figured it out, and they're there. And I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome opportunity to, as a church collectively, work through a devotion, being thankful, setting aside time and all being on the same page, kind of like we've done the last month or so with Psalm 23. But on a, on a not larger scale, but on a more intimate scale is how I would put it. Uh, and I just think that that's a cool thing to do. So I highly, highly encourage you to grab one on your way out today. So today we're talking about being thankful. We are going to do a four-week series on being thankful. And we're going to work our way through some of the Psalms of David. Each week is going to be a different Psalm. And we're going to cover a little bit about what it means to worship, what it means to be thankful, what it means to praise God, and some of the different circumstances that we should praise God in. I'm going to give you a clue. That would be all circumstances. I know, spoiler alert. So this week, we're focusing on being thankful in the good times, on praising God for the blessings that he gives us, on giving credit where credit is due. So my first question for you guys is the stereotypical Thanksgiving question. I don't know if you guys do this at your house, but occasionally at my house on Thanksgiving, we're not allowed to eat until we've talked about what we're thankful for. So I want you guys to start thinking today, what are you thankful for? And if you want, you can, you can give a couple of options right now. You don't have to. I don't even hear Kenny saying what he's thankful Brian, what are you thankful for? Hanging out with family. Good stuff. Your son? Oh, God's son. Yes. Yeah. Hey, that means that you are a thankful person, which is a good thing. And I'm sure he's thankful for his sons as well, but uh, God's son is... What a blessing. So... There's so many things to be thankful for each and every day, each and every morning. So we're going to work our way verse by verse, as I like to do personally. 
Um, and Dan had this pretty little picture picked out for this week. Uh, and it was the first verse of the psalm. Now, this translation is a little bit different than what you have in your Bibles in the pew, but it says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is thy name in all the earth, who has displayed thy splendor above the heavens. It's got a little pre-sunset. One of the first things that stuck out to me was the word majestic. I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the word majestic, I think of like prancing horses going through a river and like splashing up the water and wow. But it's not just about something beautiful or something graceful. There's something powerful behind the word majestic. I looked up, so for my grad school, I had to buy this really fancy Bible software, which I was grimacing and not having a good time when I had to pay that bill. However, (laughs) it is super, super cool, and it has made studying the Bible way easier. There's a little bit less going back and forth from different books and hopping around different websites and stuff. It's all right there, um, which is awesome. And so I was studying this word because I don't know about you guys, but I don't read Hebrew. Do you guys read ancient Hebrew? Probably not most people here. So this word, this word for majestic, what What was I supposed to do? Oh, I'm sorry. She's, she's crocheting up here, and her little yarn ball rolled out in front of the front pew, so I kicked it back trying to be helpful, and I kicked it too hard. <laughs> anyway. Isn't it good that we can laugh about these things, church? Uh, I love you guys. This is great. So the word majestic could also be translated as powerful, mighty, magnificent, or awesome, and not like, awesome, dude, but like something that inspires awe, something that is regal and powerful. His name emanates that. So this majestic is like thinking of Purple Mountain's majesty. When, when we talk about, uh, you know, America the Beautiful, I, I don't know how many of you guys think about that song very often, but it's talking about this big, grandiose, large-scale, beautiful, powerful, inspiring thing. So majestic isn't just like, you know, Dan's hair blowing through the wind. Wow. You know he can be watching. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'll get a text message when I get home. No, not with the service around here. Uh, So one of the other things that I thought was interesting was talking about how God's name spread across the earth. Because when Moses asked God for his name, God said, I am that I am. It's not like he said, my name is Jeff. Well, it's, it's a name, right? So he didn't give like a name that you'd put on a name tag. He was saying... I am that I am. I am the almighty God who does exist, who has existed, who will exist. It's not like the other small g gods. It's not like Balaam. You know, he doesn't have like a name in that regard. We call him Lord, we call him God. 
They called him Yahweh, and I've heard sometimes that they wouldn't even say Yahweh, that it was more of a breathing thing because they felt that they weren't worthy to utter the name of God. So how would his name get so widespread? Hmm? Word of mouth, exactly. So because of all of the things that God did, the way that he delivered his people, the way that he protected them and cared for them, word of mouth spread about this God of Israel. And his name became great throughout all the earth, partially because the other nations were terrified of him after hearing about things like the plagues in Egypt. I don't think that was a good time for Egyptians. And so people talked. His reputation preceded him. He became famous, or perhaps to other nations, infamous. Through the glory of his works, his name spread in all the earth. The next verse, I, I love this verse. As, as I got to reading this verse and thinking about it, I thought it was super cool. Uh, the translation that was up there earlier was a little bit different, but it says, Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. The praises of little kids builds up a fortification against enemies. When I think about fighting off enemies, I don't think about little kids. Do you? No? I would hope not. They do build forts. You're true. That's right. But this fort is built up through praise. This fort is built up through lifting up God's name. Dan Schumach, uh, he usually sits in the back there right around Dave. Um, I don't see him this morning, but he is, um, he's a great guy. He loves hiking. He's the guy who goes out for months on end and you won't see him and it's because he was hiking 700 miles in the swamps of Florida and sleeping with alligators. Um, and he comes and he sometimes helps out with the kids. And recently on Wednesday nights, we've been doing praise time with the kids. We did it for a while with the praise band, but then the praise band moved the practice nights uh, and now that I'm a little more confident in my guitar skills, um, we started doing praise songs together with the kids. And Dan heard it, and that really impacted him. He was like, wow, that was awesome. And I couldn't help but think about how that stuck out to him, how that really moved him how the praises of those kids were edifying, not only to him, but to our church. There's another Bible translation. Uh, it's called the NLT, and I really liked this verse in that particular translation. It stuck out to me because it was really different from the other translations, which sometimes can be a bad thing, but sometimes it's just an interesting shift of perspective on a Bible verse. And this particular translation says, You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength 
silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. Out of the mouths of babes, right? Little kids sometimes can be really brutal with the truth. (laughs) Yeah, like bounce houses. Yeah, he does not mince words. I don't know if you've had much of, a time, much of an opportunity to have a conversation with uh, Deshaun, but he does not mince words. He, what he thinks is what comes out, for better or for worse. And in that way, God is putting his truth into the kids. And that silences those who oppose him. I think that that's just so cool that he's empowering anyone and everyone who praises his name, even just the little guys. So my first point for you guys today is that our praise builds our strength. Our praise builds up that fortification against our enemies. And we don't battle with flesh and blood, right? Our praise, our thanksgiving, builds up strength against our enemies. Next verse. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set into place. I'm going to pause there. It's not the work of your hands, it's the work of your fingers. When I think of that, I think of a more caring and precise sort of work. Like the fingers of a surgeon. There's a precision there. There's an intimate knowledge. I know that that might be mincing words a little bit, but when you think about all of the small little itty-bitty things that God makes with so many details in them, like the fall leaves... If you guys look at the color on a fall leaf, you can see all the little tiny veins in it. You can see all the little spots and splashes of color. And there are millions of leaves on millions of trees. My girlfriend Kim once said she likes to think that God commissions all the artists in heaven to come down and paint the leaves in the fall. I think that's just a beautiful picture to just kind of think about. But his hand is at work in every single one of those. Or the classic snowflake analogy. Look at these things. I I know it might be a little bit hard to see, but those are all unique and those are all really different. And the same thing goes for each and every one of us. God has these intimate details that he's worked with his fingers. And after that, it says, what is man that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. God has his hands in every little thing from the tiniest snowflake to the biggest tree, and he cares about each and every one of us. That's so beautiful. And it's really humbling, too. 
When David here says, what is man that you were mindful of them, it reminds me of another verse that David had in Psalm 22, 6. He said, I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. That's Mr. Wormy up there. And he's feeling sad. He's feeling like he is not significant. He's feeling small. But God doesn't see you like that. God doesn't see you like a sad Mr. Wormy. By the way, uh, I, I added the little tears and the frowny face. Uh, that, that is my artistry. I was up late last night working on Mr. Wormy for, for this morning, just for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Just wait. Just wait. It gets better. How? Oh, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> you have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands. You have put everything under their feet. God has given us this authority with his love for us by making us in his image. He has given us power and authority. We have a purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's got a little throne. He's smiling now. Yeah, he's got a crown and a big jewel. And... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was, again, my artistry. So I didn't, I didn't draw the actual worm, but I, I did the smiley face and I did the tears. So, yeah, that was... Anyway, thank you. Yeah, Brian's giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm glad somebody actually appreciates it. But you are a valued creation of God. There are some days where we feel like the sad Mr. Wormy. There are days where we feel like we don't have a purpose, where we feel like we're nothing but an insignificant little worm. But that's not what God sees when he looks at us. God put us over all the rest of creation to take care of it, to use it. You have been crowned with glory. As a human being, God has given you that. That's important to remember, and it's easy to lose sight of. All the flocks and the herds, all the animals of the wild, all the birds in the skies and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So, this sentence, this, this last sentence here, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, it was said twice, right? So, what does that probably mean? It's important, exactly. So nice, we had to say it twice. It does. And this is a psalm. This is like a song or a poem. And so, it also wraps it up and it shows that this is the theme of this psalm. The theme is about our Lord's majesty, our Lord's glory, and how that is shown through all of the works that he has made in this world. And what work did he put above the other ones? You guys. 
You are the handcrafted work of God's fingers. And I want you guys to remember that and see that. And that comes from God. That comes from his name, which is powerful and mighty. That comes because you have his image engraved into you. You were chosen because he loved you. And that love took him one step further. That love led to the sacrifice of Christ so that we could be with him, so that we wouldn't just bear his image and feel his love here today, but that we could be with him, praising him for all eternity. If you haven't taken that step, I want to encourage you You always have the opportunity to put your faith in Jesus as the Son of God who came to seek and save what was lost, to bring you from a sad Mr. Wormy to a happy Mr. Wormy. He wants to give you that glory. We need to praise God for who He is my last point for you this morning. We see here, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That's the theme, is the power of God's name. That's where the glory comes from. That's where the power comes from. It's through him. And through him, we receive that love, through him we receive that power, and through him alone we receive forgiveness and mercy and grace. So I want to encourage you guys this morning to be thankful, to be thankful for who God is, to be thankful that we can not only praise him but be built up through praising him, and to be thankful that each and every one of us was made special and unique by him with his love to bear his image and to show that love to others through our actions. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy, for your love, for your kindness, for the sacrifice that you made in Jesus, the one that brings us here today. God, we thank you that you made each and every one of us unique and special, like a snowflake or like a fallen leaf. But that you give each of us that power and that glory through your image. I pray that you would help us to be thankful for that, and that you would help us to use what you have given us. To use those gifts, those talents, those unique abilities. That we would bring you more glory. In the precious and holy name of Jesus we pray. Amen.